This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Love Island season six. Dottie gang, we got a text. (laughs) I am so ready for Love Island to be back. I am obsessed. Okay. The one and only Ariana Maddox is hosting the new season of Love Island USA out June 11th on Peacock. We are talking a brand new villa loaded with fresh bombshells and our favorite Scottish hottie Ian Sterling is back narrating all the fun. Love Island USA starts Tuesday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern with new episodes six days a week exclusively on Peacock. Visit PeacockTV.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Sparkling Ice. Have you tried sparkling ice yet? It's got great flavor, plus vitamins and antioxidants and no sugar. Sparkling ice is soda if soda had substance, okay? They've got more than 15 flavors with just the right amount of carbonation. Kiwi, strawberry, orange, mango, black cherry. And don't get me started on the pineapple coconut flavor. Mm -mm. One sip. And you're on spring break. So ditch soda and enter your flavor era. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. (laughs) What the fuck is up, daddy gang? It is your founding father. Back at it again. (laughs) For another episode of Call Her Daddy. Daddy gang, everyone around the world. I don't know where you are. Australia, the UK, the United States. Wherever you are, this information is going to blow your fucking mind, okay? One of the men that I am dating, are you ready for this? Has a private Instagram. (laughs) You're all like, okay, and? No, that's it. That's literally it. That's literally the big shocking kabuya. He has a fucking private Instagram account. Now, when I say that, some of you may say, Al, big Al, what's the stress? Lots of us here listening to you chitter chatter have a private Instagram account. No, 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 no. Let me tell you how this has affected my life. Okay. It seems so simple and yet pure chaos. Here's the timeline, daddy gang. Picture this. This beautiful man and I have been talking for a few months now. It started on a whim. You guys have heard the story. It's amazing. You guys have been part of this journey, okay? But this man is a man of privacy and integrity. It's extremely lovely. So basically, in the beginning of our relationship, we were just talking about how the show and all the things and his job and whatever. And we talked about it and we agreed that I would not follow him from my 
main public Instagram, Alexander Instagram account. Totally fine. He's a private person. He didn't sign up for this psychosis. Fair enough. So with that said, if I am not following him, how do you think that makes me fucking feel? Out of the loop and not okay. What is he posting? I don't know. Do you guys know? I don't know. So I'm not going to lie. It's been it's been a stressful couple months. Not being able to stalk and get in and around his asshole. And by in and around his asshole, I mean look at his Instagram. It's been hard. But just because I don't follow him, I decided, all right, that's fine. We'll figure that we'll figure that situation out when due time comes. But for right now, why don't I at least feel a little bit connected and just DM him from my main account so that we can be in each other's DMs, send each other cute little memes. Maybe I'll send him a fucking cute dog picture and say, hey, wink, wink, my birthday's coming up. No, sorry, it just happened. But you guys get it. I've always said being able to communicate with someone that you're talking to on different platforms, it's fun. You're texting, you're FaceTiming, you're DMing each other. Brilliant. Yes, I know. Thank you. So it's like last week on like a fucking random Wednesday, I decide to put the plan into action, daddy gang, and slide the fuck in. Now, the first order of business is, what is even his fucking Instagram account? I've never asked him. I Google his name and I click on the linked Instagram account that matches his name. It's like, oh, this is his Instagram. So I head for the kill. I decide to take the sexual route for the slide in. Classic, classic. What else would you expect? And what I do is I detail a time that he gloriously came inside my pussy And then I ask him to send me a dick pic so that I could touch myself later to it and think about the time that he filled me up. A classic love story. Because this man doesn't really use Instagram and he's not on it often, or at least he's told me, I'm on to you. I expect it's going to take a fucking minute for him to respond, but I'm feeling great about my slide in. So days go by, daddy gang, days. And this message hasn't been opened. About four days later, and and by four I mean exactly on the dot four days later because I was counting calendar day after calendar day waiting for this motherfucker to open it. I wake up and I have a notification that he answered me and my heart skips a fucking beat. Oh my God, let the Instagram flirting begin. As if we don't talk every day. (laughs) Still, it's fun. So, his response is... How do I explain this? Um, Very not what I expected it to be. Um, It threw me for a loop. I wasn't anticipating this response, but as you know, we're a go-getter and we can shapeshift and we can move and groove in whatever direction we're pulled. So I was like, okay, here we go. What did he respond with, Alex? (laughs) He went the route of not knowing me. was interesting at first because I'm like okay I mean I guess we could maybe role play like ooh, like you know I don't know you like who are you like what do you mean you want a dick pic kind of vibe so I'm like all right I'm down I mean the response was a little bit more dry and aggressive but I went with it his response was and I quote excuse me question mark send the next one who is this question mark and then the third one what is going on 
at the time, I was confused by his lack of flirtation, considering on phone calls, it's much more suave and in it to win it. But who knows? Maybe his DM game isn't of the same stature as his texting and FaceTime game. That's okay. So I decide to go with it and be a little bit more aggressive. And I spell out his first name in all caps. And then <laughs> I proceed to say something along the lines of, do you want a picture of my pussy first? Blah, blah, blah. Let me get that dick pic. Like, mind you guys, this is someone I've been talking to for a few months now. Okay, so like, this is funny. I look into the DM after I offer pussy pics. <laughs> And um, he has left me on red. <laughs> now, I am no bitch and I refuse to let my ego take a stab like that. So naturally, I pick up my fucking cell phone and I FaceTime that motherfucker. And he answers looking all beautiful and tan and luscious. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, huh? <laughs> Hi to you too, babe. And I'm like, why the fuck are you leaving me on red? Do you not want this pussy? And daddy gang, when I tell you this man looks at me as if I am talking gibberish, he goes, what are you fucking talking about and I said I DM'd you and you're leaving me on red and he goes Alex I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) I just kind of the the eyelashes bat a little bit and I'm like what do you mean and he's like what are you talking about I'm like I DM'd you and you DM me back pretending you don't know me and I DM'd you back again and you left me on red and he's like you never DM'd (laughs) he's like you never DM'd me Alex Daddy gang, in that very moment, I realized I was, in fact, DMing the wrong man. (laughs) I was, in fact, DMing a man with the same exact name as the man that I am fucking and I am dating. However, it was not his fucking Instagram. Alexandra Cooper, with her verified account, I am harassed. I am sexually, (laughs) I I am sexually harassing this man. Send me your fucking dick and this man is genuinely like please who is this stop messaging me he proceeded to block me okay (laughs) honestly thank fucking god he decided to go the block route as opposed to being like yeah send me the pussy and i'll send you the dick i have no idea who this man is i look at the man that i'm dating on facetime i'm about to start i don't it wasn't a ball my eyes out moment but it was like a holy fucking shit what i'm sorry what because i didn't believe him at first i thought he was fucking with me he looks me in the eyes he goes alex I have never gotten a DM from you. <clears throat> so I proceed to send <laughs> I proceed to send him a screenshot of what I was DMing this poor, poor, poor man with the same exact name as him. And I said, that is literally on Google. When I go and type in your name and Instagram, that is what is linked to your name. And he's like, babe, that is not my fucking Instagram. Oh, okay. Okay. So that was my induction into dating a guy with a private account. I couldn't even find the real fucking account. (laughs) And a shout out to you, whoever you are out there, you know who you are. The man with the same name as the other man that I'm dating. Thank you. Thank you for not reporting me. Or as far as I know, you haven't yet. God bless you. And God bless your family. And I'm so sorry. You'll never be hearing from me again. Although I can't contact you because you full blown blocked me. Anyways, now that that's in the past, God bless, um, then I turn to the real guy that I'm dating and I'm like, okay, you know, respectfully, can you send me a fucking link to your Instagram? How about we just do that? He's like, yes. He's like, yes, calm down, calm down. I'll send you my link. And here's the update on that. 
I had told him, you know, maybe I'll follow you from my fake account. And he blinked a few times and looked a little concerned that I have a fake account. And I did tell him that my fake account, the name is Frank Bouchard. And now I'm realizing I'm going to have to go change that one. And I identify as a male on my fake account. He's like, okay, you fucking psycho. But (laughs) he knows I'm crazy. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Follow me on your fake account. Like, it's not like I'm trying to hide anything from you. I just like, obviously, we don't want I don't want people like coming and stalking my life and I'm like right 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 totally totally um but daddy gang you're gonna be shocked shocker up the ass I have not followed him yet and all of you are like Alex how come he's giving you the go (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I don't know I literally think it's called personal growth um, a year ago, I would have said, no, you're a fucking idiot. His last Instagram picture is probably with his fucking girlfriend. In all seriousness, I think I don't want to follow him yet because I'm enjoying the fact that for the first time in my life, this is the first man that I've ever dated with a private Instagram account that is a private person and the relationship isn't so social media driven. And I kind of fucking like it. And I feel like the minute I follow him, I know where I know where I'll be every minute of every day. And it will be inside of his Instagram stalking every single situation going on. So I think I'm just trying to be like, all right, maybe the healthy thing to do is kind of live in this non-social media world for a minute with him and enjoy that. And I'm pretty fucking sure my therapist would say that is personal growth. But then I'm going to bitch slap that bitch if if I do go finally follow him in a year. And I'm like, so he has a wife and kids. Okay. All right. Welcome to Call Her Daddy this week, folks. Full-blown health, entering a new era. And as you can see, I mean, the bitch is on the move. Let's take a little commercial break. I need a sip of tequila. This episode is brought to you by Sol de Janeiro. Summer is finally here, and I'm not going to lie, I feel so carefree and happy when I am outside, but also when my skin is hydrated. Like, I need lotion at all times, and Sol de Janeiro's Boom Boom Cream is truly fabulous. I remember I was in the airport and I see the Brazilian Boom Boom Cream from Sol de Janeiro. I buy it, and I get to the hotel, and I lather my entire body, and Matt is like what is that that smells so good? I'm like, yeah, Matt, it is their Brazilian Boom Boom Cream. You're welcome. It truly tightens and smooths your skin and it is non-greasy, but it's hydrating, which for me, I hate when I put on a lotion and I'm like, I'm a little slippery seal over here. I am obsessed. Daddy gang, if you have not tried it, give it a try. They also have perfume. Their Shiroza 62 Perfume Mist is amazing. It's Sol de Janeiro's iconic perfume mist. Daddy gang, they have such incredible products. You've obviously seen this on TikTok, on Instagram. Every girl is using it. Get 10% off and free shipping on your first order on soldejanero.com with the code DADDY10. This episode is brought to you by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Most women will experience a yeast infection during their lifetime, but it is time to stop giving women's health the silent treatment. I think sometimes we get so anxious, we don't want to deal with it. Well, actually, yeast infections, you're like, I actually have to deal with this. I literally am so fucking itchy right now. That is what 
Azo products are for. They have an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Azo Complete Feminine Balance helps restore the balance of good bacteria and for protection from yeast and urinary tract issues. Try Azo Dual Protection. Azo Care That Goes There. Daddy Gang, you can save 20% with the promo code PODCAST at azoproducts.com. That's A-Z-O products.com. This episode is brought to you by Curology. If you have particular skincare challenges, it can be really frustrating to waste time and money on products that just are absolutely not formulated for you. That is why I'm so excited to recommend Curology. I have personally struggled with acne my whole life. And I'll look at someone on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and be like, should I buy those products? No, I do not have the same skin as them. So I should not be treating it the same. Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. All you have to do is go online take a quick quiz, and you will be connected to a licensed dermatology provider that will create a custom formula based on your skincare needs. If you're ready to start your skincare journey and start seeing results, here is a special offer just for you. Visit Curology.com slash call her daddy for a special offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash call her daddy. Offer applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only, subscription required. So, Daddy Gang, health and wellness this week. Health and wellness this week in all facets. Health and wellness also with regard to our sex lives. This week, I'm having on a guest that I truly believe looks at sex and wants us all to succeed, wants us all to come, wants us all to have orgasms, wants every man to be satisfied, every woman to be satisfied, and she brings a lot of fucking big-ass facts that make it happen. Daddy gang. Emily Morse is sitting before me. She's a sex therapist. She's an author. She's a media personality. She's the host of the podcast Sex with Emily, and she has her serious XM radio show, Sex with Emily. Welcome. So excited to be here. You have no idea <laughs> because I jokingly am like, guys, I have all the answers. And I am so excited to be like, bitches, listen the fuck up. I actually have a sex therapist on my show. So now you can be like, yes, you're right, Alex. Or no, you're wrong, Alex. Okay. I also think, Daddy Gang, I wanted to bring Emily on specifically because there are some topics that are touchy-feely and can kind of trigger some people. And I think it's been something I've wanted to talk about for a really long time, but I want to make sure it's done right. Mm. And Emily is sitting before me. And when I brought these topics up to her, she's like, yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, oh, CR, I've been doing this for years. Let's go. So um, let's just get right into it because sex, I mean, we're on the Caller Daddy podcast right now. Let's get wild. Exactly. Let's go. So um, we're going to start to talk about one topic that could be triggering to people. And I'm going to put in the time codes of where you can fast forward to. This is a little like warning. If you've ever had any sexual trauma, um, if you think that you could be triggered by a topic like forced sex totally understand it's not for everyone so you should fast forward to this time code daddies go to 29 minutes and 45 seconds love you okay now emily let's get into it forced sex rape fantasies even saying that word on this podcast scares me mm-hmm. and i have had so many women write in to me being like can you please explain to me what is wrong with me why do i have rape fantasies 
can you kind of go into like yeah. what that means and what it is? Okay, so forced sex fantasies or rape fantasies, but forced sex, I think, is yeah, a better way I, to me say too. It. Yeah, it doesn't mean that we want to be raped. Yeah. And actually, in our fantasies, it's consensual. If we think right. about it, like we, we we actually, it's not like we want to be hurt. We don't actually want to be raped. We don't want a stranger to break in. We have a fantasy that we would like to have, like have our partner do with us or like role play it, but we don't actually want that. So let's clarify that. So there's a few theories about why, but first let me say this, is that it's one of the most common fantasies for men, for women, for non-binary people. It is probably one of the most common. I think it was like 68% of women have had it and like 50 something percent of men. Like it's common. I didn't know with men men too. too, Yeah. And that daddy gang, I think like that right there we can just hold because it's like so many women in my DMs are like, I feel strange. Like, why am I thinking about these things? I feel nasty. I feel disgusting. Um, if you guys remember when I had Savannah on my friend, she came on and we, I didn't end up putting it in the episode, but she said, I am one of those girls that I enjoy for sex. And when I watch porn specifically, I don't enjoy watching porn unless the girl is like kind of not enjoying it. And it's like a forced sex situation. And she was like, and then afterwards I'm I'm done masturbating and I feel fucking disgusting. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, wait, no, we need to somehow normalize this. We're not talking about physical abuse. We're talking about a fantasy that fantasy does not equal reality. I want to absolve everybody of their guilt. Okay, yes. And the shame. Absolve us. Now, you guys, listen. There's two kinds of fantasies. There's the fantasies that we want to actually have happen in real life. And then there's the fantasies we just want to keep to ourselves. Yes. Those are all fine. Now, let's say we already established that it's really common. So just knowing that it's so common, mm-hmm. I hope that everyone can just breathe a sigh of relief right now. Be like, oh, chill. I'm, it's chill. But the reason why, let's talk about why. There's a few theories. There's a few reasons. Yeah. The one is that we want to absolve ourselves of any kind of um, sexual uh, responsibility or sexual, because we have, especially for women, we have so much shame around being sexual. Like, let's say we grew up in a home or in a a religious background and they were like, don't have sex till you're married. Masturbation is wrong. To kind of say, you know what? I'm going to completely release all of my responsibility and someone else is taking the initiative and dominating me. I'm... I'm shame-free. I'm guilt-free because I didn't have a hand in it. That is so mentally... That literally makes so much sense. And that's not even where my brain would go because I'm assuming the next one you're going to say is something about how we enjoy men being super, super aggressive and dominant. But the first one you're bringing up, that's brilliant. Daddy gang, it's like if you are one of the girls that there are virgins that listen to my show. If yeah. there are women that are less experienced and every time after sex, I know there are some women that are like, why do I feel this like cloud, dark cloud above me after I have sex and I feel awful. And I just feel like a bad human being. These women that make sense if they're having yeah, these they grew emotions. Up in a, listen, and this is, I would love to get, you know, we could be oh, yeah. for six hours oh, yeah. because let me just say this. The, the good news about all this shame and worry we have about sex is that it's stuff that you can change. It's your thought patterns. It's because we grew up in an environment where most of us, especially in America, even if your parents weren't super religious or something happened, we are mostly told that women shouldn't be sexual. Yes. If you are, then you're sluts. Um, or maybe you were every day you were hearing that like it is wrong. And so every time we masturbate, every time we do something sexual, we have sex with someone, we feel guilt and shame. And that is a process of undoing. That's in therapy. That's in recognizing, listening to what, what we're saying right now is like, it's okay. And challenging, like, like if you're like, well, it's wrong. I want to offer, I want everyone to take a beat and go, okay. So you think it's wrong. Where did that come from? Yes. 
does it still work? Is it still true? Like, is it, is it true? Whoever, like, does it work for you? Because we get to challenge our limiting beliefs and say, okay, I heard this from my mom or from the church or from wherever, but actually it doesn't serve me anymore. And then yeah. you let go of shit that doesn't serve you. You're like, that, nope, I'm not taking that into the rest of my that. life. Exa- fuck that. Literally so beautiful. And I think that's like a, a huge reason why I wanted to start Call Her Daddy because it was like, Yes. The amount, just all the way down to the basics of like, why is it so normal in society when we're like, yeah, and then he was like jacking off. A guy can jack off and it's like a joke. Like, oh yeah, men jack off all the time. The thought of a woman masturbating, yeah. it's like, wait, what? We never oh, talk my, about it. Oh my God. We never talk about female masturbation. It's yes. always men. It's always okay. But when we do it, I mean, did you talk to your friends about masturbation? I was just about to say, I remember in college, there was one of my college teammates. One of my friends was super open and was like, oh my God, I masturbate all the time. And she was like, ew, like, why are you? you talking about that right. and I realized there are so many women that are not open with their friends about sex and I think that is it can really affect you in the way then you go about sex if you don't have an open group of friends that yeah. talk about it it can fuck you up it, it, fine and be that friend I always say that on sex with Emily I'm like be that friend in your friend group if they're not be the friend that says you know what I realize we've never talked about sex and I yeah. masturbate to you Going back to the, the four sex, other thing though does have to do with this desired part of it that we, yeah. that there's something about like the, you know, like the ro- cheesy like romance novels and like erotica, but we want someone to think we're so hot and they yes. desire us so intensely yeah. and they want us so badly that they can't help but force us into sex like they grab us and it's aggressive and they they're dominating us it's we, so hot uh, the idea of him yeah. being like oh my I god i can't even, i can't control myself lust. yes like i can't take another i'm gonna have to rip your clothes yes. up and throw you down oh my Our god egos <laughs> i'm like getting turned on I i'm know, like right? oh my god i like, love that's it that's what i want exactly that's, what, that's such a fantasy so that's like the one of the like the, say that's the second reason and then the third is is when you are a dominant human and they used to say this about men but i hate like putting genders into this but in a lot of our daily life, we are dominant. You're a business woman. Right. I'm a business. I'm a submissive mostly. Oh, like, I'm like, take, take over. Take me Not down. only do yeah. I have a job, but I'm talking about sex all day. Yes. I want to be dominated. I don't want to have to think about it in my day-to-day life. I'm on top of it. So just like dominate me. Yes. So that's, I mean, that's, there's a, that's yeah. so interesting because I'm thinking, I remember um, there's a lot of girls that write in saying that they started hooking up with these businessmen that are so successful and in the bedroom, they like to be dominated. That's it. And it's because when they're these big ass CEOs at these huge companies that a lot of us would know their name in an article, they want yeah. a girl to be dominant in the bedroom because yeah. in like, their life. I want to wear life, a diaper. Yes. Yeah. It, literally, I want to wear literally a diaper. Legit. I want to act like a baby because these men 24 seven are the boss in every scenario. So in the bedroom, yeah. it also shows that women who have been sexually assaulted and we do yeah. know the numbers are like three out of five women have had some kind of sexual assault. There is some correlation that if you've had some kind of sexual trauma in your life, that in our, the way our brains are associating it, maybe it was a family member, something horrible happened. Right. We start to like twist it and associate with the trauma. Like it's our way of, subconsciously trying to heal it yeah and we're like oh somehow it's the way I'm getting love and acceptance but we know it's fucked up and then we feel worse about it but there is some stuff and I talk about this a lot in my show but there are some therapies like there's like somatic therapy where you get into your body or EMDR is a trauma therapy that if it really is preventing you from like having a pleasurable sex life you don't have to live with this guilt and the trauma around it. I just want to say that. But also, if you're like, I'm fine with it, fine, then embrace it and say, yeah, I was, I had sexual trauma. And like, I know some women who have dealt with it, they've accepted, like so much of what we go through is accepting it. So they're like, oh, I accept that I had assault 
and it turns me on to have a forced sex fantasy. And the more I can make peace with that and say, okay, well, it was my earliest sexual association, I'm going to be okay with it. So there's like choices here. I I love that you just said that because I remember I like lightly touched on it in answering someone's question once and I couldn't believe the amount of positive feedback I got from basically just saying like, you can have a healthy normal sex life if you have been assaulted in the past that does not label you like you're fucked up forever no. and don't let it let it like control you and don't let it be you like you can work to become and enjoy your sex life that person that did that to you they don't get to own you for the rest of your no. life you need to somehow find a way like you said therapy or you just coming to terms with like that happened and I'm moving forward there's everyone has a different way of coping but you deserve to live your best fucking life we and all deserve pleasure do not let that um, become who you are in your identity. Right. I love getting choked in the bedroom. I love getting like, like slapped around a little bit. I think I remember talking about it with Savannah though. Like there are specific situations. I would love to know if this has ever happened yeah. to you. Okay. So when you are in- engaging in like aggressive sex in right. the bedroom, daddy gang, sometimes <laughs> in the heat of the moment, it's so hot. But once you're doing it, I have literally had moments where like, and it's so hard because it's not his fault. But like all of a sudden the slap is like a little too hard. And I'm the one being like slap me, choke right. me. And then it's a little too hard. And like I have literally had moments after sex where like I'm crying because it's just like mm. it was so much. And it's like fuck. And I remember Savannah telling me he choked her so hard and she liked it. And she had the best orgasm. And afterwards she had blood vessels popped in her face. And she was like no. I liked it. But I was like what the fuck. And then you uh, have this weird emotional back and forth. Yeah. Because it was so it was so intense. Much. Yeah. And I've had moments where I'm like it's a lot emotionally. I think this is why communication is the most important yep. thing with sex. And clarifying it. So if that happens. And sometimes you're with someone just once. And it happens. Yes. But if you're in a relationship with someone. Talking about sex can be hot. So hot. It can be to be like, okay, listen, let's like talk about what just happened. My advice about talking about any of this stuff is timing. This is my like three tips for talking. is timing, turf, and tone. Oh. So you don't talk. Okay, let's just talk about turf. Okay. Do not, my best advice, do not talk about your sex life in the bedroom. Now we think we're in the bedroom. Of course, we're going to talk about here. Like, if we're cooking, we're going to talk about right. cooking the, the in tomatoes. the kitchen. <laughs> right. Like, we're going to be slicing and dicing. Right. But the problem with, with sex of being like, this is what was good and not bad in the bedroom, is that we're, we're in an aroused state. We're in an altered state, essentially. And so if we just – and if we, we want to have a constructive conversation, we might not hear it. We just had orgasm. Right. We're like, no. So turf is, like, outside the bedroom. And the best time is when you're – you're just like chilling. You're on a walk. And if yeah. it's uncomfortable for you, which for most people, it's so painful. They'd rather be choked yes. and yeah. have blood vessels yeah. than talk about sex. Literally. Like, legit. Like, I'm going to stop breathing, but like yeah. I'd rather do that than tell him how uncomfortable I am. Right. And it's like, no. Exactly. Okay, so okay, turf. So, I love so this. Turf, so outside the bedroom when you're going got on a it. walk. Boom. And then you've got your um, timing. So just make sure you're not like hungry. I always say halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Like right. if you're just doing it, you're like fuck you and you never go down on me and all that (laughs) no and then the other thing is tone it Mm. is not when you choke me were you trying to kill me or (gasps) why don't you ever go down like I always hear that like you never do this or you never initiate you have to be your tone is check this it is curious it's open it is collaborative it's like hey babe so let's first you okay my favorite compliment sandwich you're like hey so that sex was so hot the other night. Boom. Like the way we were like aggressive and you're touching me, like that was really hot. 
And I think like next time, sometimes it got so hot and it was like, it felt great, but I didn't want it in the moment. It was hard to stop. So from now on, if I pull away, that doesn't necessarily mean I want to stop right. sex altogether. It just means Maybe stop. We, choke, eat. we yeah. ease. Yeah. And that might seem super obvious to people, but, but what happens is if you pull away what we're afraid of, which happens, let's say you don't have a conversation and you pull away, Ruins then he's the like, mood. oh, what, did you say? Yes. And then you're like, no, I want to keep fucking, right. I want to keep going. And but then I the just, mood is ruined yeah. and he's soft and you're like, fuck, I ruined the yeah. whole thing. So now then I you start rat- again. Yes. I don't want to start again. And then you realize that once you take all the weirdness and awkwardness, it actually becomes so much hotter because you're getting your needs met. So I think we can kind of close out the yeah. four sex fantasy of just explaining to everyone like you do not have to have shame of yourself and you should honestly embrace that. Yeah. Part of what you're into, like I'm sitting on this podcast openly being like, I like a man to dominate me. Um, there are some women that are like, I like to be dominant in the bedroom. Yeah. The, everyone has their different. Why don't we clear that? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, should we get Italian tonight or should we get right. Mexican? Right. Why not be like, I'm a dominant. What do you like? Yes. But the reason why, you know why we, they don't, Alex, because most people don't actually know. Some people don't know what they want. They haven't really thought about it or maybe they have enough experience yet. So what I would say to those people is if you still actually don't know, you could say, I'm curious to like explore things yeah. and just look at what you do like. And then you start to like, when you're with someone that you actually can talk to, then you yeah. can kind of figure it out. That's so interesting because I, for the first time in a while, I was actually super turned on. So I'm like hooking up with this guy in LA right now. It's how early on do you tell a man that you are into being dominated because you don't want to be too aggressive with it. So it was really hot to me and men listening. This is something that I would uh, encourage you to do, but we were hooking up and just like making out and I forget how it got started, but he basically said like, I want you to tell me what turns you on and what you like because I want to be anything for you. And he he did it in a way of being like, I felt so open sexually with him to finally be like, I love to be dominated. And when I said that to him, he was like, that's so fucking hot. Like, yes. And I was like, I don't think I've had a lot of men that have looked at me and been like, what do you like? And for a woman that to me, men listening, like that made me want to be 10 times kinkier, 10 times freakier. Cause I'm like, Oh, this guy is down. A lot of women safe. And a lot of women can get insecure. I don't know if I want to do that yet. Is he going to judge me? This guy was like, I want all of you and whatever you're into i'm into let's go for it yeah, and not every man's gonna be like that so i say yeah. the men who who do say to you oh you must be super sexual how do you know that i'm not into it i say walk yeah. that's a sign to say he's not your guy yeah. and if we can teach men to realize that once you give and once you're open sexually to give it's gonna come back to you as well right. you're more likely to get your needs met when you get curious about what your partner's into we are transitioning to orgasms. Yes. Because my, I'm like, Emily, Bring come on the show. <laughs> Ladies, there are so many girls that are just so defeated. I have literally them writing down, yeah. why can't I ever finish during sex? I've been to the OBGYN. There's nothing wrong with my right. vagina. Let's talk about how to come. Why can't I come? Why can I orgasm mm. with my vibrator, but not with the man? Like, let's get into it. Do we share DMs? I swear to God. No, literally. I too, forever. It makes me sad. Wait, listen, okay. Most women are going to at some point have a problem with orgasm. But yep. let me just say this. You are responsible for your own orgasm. It's not about anyone giving you an orgasm. Mm. It's not about them figuring out your body. Like I used to believe that someday my prince will come <laughs> and so will I. Oh my <laughs> Emily, that was a good one. Yeah, oh I used God. to, I was like, oh my God, he's going to ride up 
on a horse and he's gonna fucking know my body and, and know what I need because I didn't know right. I wasn't told I had no sex education I was like and then I kept not having orgasms I used to always fake orgasms before this became like my career because right, I was right, like right. this sex has got to be better than this so if I tell you that that you are responsible so and then that's like a mind fuck like I think a lot a of people fuck. are like Whoa, not about a man they don't Whoa. know they don't know and how the hell would they know if you right. don't know why do they right, know? Right. They don't fucking know. <laughs> how nobody the fuck knows? knows? Literally nobody knows. If and, you don't know, how does he know? Right. And if you put a hundred women in a room right now and they were all orgasmed, let's say they were all masturbating. Okay. hundred women. They would all be doing something a little bit different. It doesn't look right. the same and their vulvas don't look the same and we all want something different. And so my heart goes out to men who feel like they have the way they have to make the moves, they have to initiate, they have to know. Oh. Take responsibility for your orgasms. First and foremost, if anyone's going to do it, you're going to do it yourself. Yeah. And I used to make jokes about being like, take a mirror and go put it down now on your vagina and take stare at yourself. Do you even know what your like right. vagina looks like? Could you pick it out of a lineup? Like <laughs> if I put your vagina on a wall, yes. would you know? Would you know? If you can't, then you are like failing. Yeah. Like, come on, girls. You got to get, that's your best friend. That's your BFF. That is your BFF. Yeah. And so girls, it's like, learn your own body and be like, oh, I know how to make myself come when I'm in my room. Then, then we transition to the bedroom with a man. Right. So much easier. So much easier. Yeah. And then he's going to be psyched. To be like, oh, great, you're going to show me? Awesome. And we think that they're not because we want to give them all the power. No. And that's just the patriarchy. That's how we were raised. Right. That is not the reality of great sex. No. Now, for some women, they just can't. And, and you, a toy is awesome. Lube is important. I'm telling you, you know I could rant on lube forever. Yes, you always Lube on every nightstand is my dream. Uh, like, leave it out. Take it off one of the goddamn Why bed. are so pe- people so awkward about lube? Want to hear why? But tell because me. Because... Because we are told, because ugh, the same it's like, thing. like, why is your pussy not yeah, wet? Yeah, you're not wet. And if your pussy's that wet, my dick's not big enough. If your pussy, like if I, I did something wrong. Then you're wrong, not turned on. You're not it's turned like, on. no. You're <laughs> no. not turned on and it has nothing to do with that. So a women's wetness level, like I could be super wet yes. and not turned on. Yes. I could be so fucking turned on and, and not wet. And dry as the Sahara. So, and it's like, what the fuck? Well, I swear I'm turned on. I swear. If you have a lube on your nightstand, just sitting there and you take a pump and before <sighs> any before masturbation, a hand job, a blowjob, oral sex, a few drops of lube. And you rub it into your clitoris. You yes. can rub it on a penis. Yes. There's no shame in the lube game. I just oh, want everyone no shame to know in the lube that. game. Yeah. Emily coming with the facts today. It's true. I love so this. The Institute did a study that showed when lube was added, and this was like ten, five years ago, women were 80% more likely to orgasm just with a few drops of lube on their clitoris. Is everyone listening? Yeah. Are you guys listening? And press pause and take a fat yeah, note. That shit Go down. buy yourself lube. So then you got to think about if you you've tried this, you've tried your fingers, your hands. Some women try the shower head, the yeah. toys, and it still doesn't work. There's a few factors. Okay, it could be in your head. There could be like shame. We already covered. Like it could be religion. It could be you think it's wrong. Yeah. Anxiety, stress. Yeah. You're worried about it. You're obsessing about it, and it won't happen. It could be medication. If yeah. you're taking antidepressants. Antidepressants have a huge impact on your libido, even birth control pill. So, like, check all those boxes. Yeah. And here's the other thing is, like, it's not all about orgasm, but the majority of women do not orgasm with penetration. Right. Only 20% do. Thank you. That Spitting is, you facts guys, just here. listen, 20% of women have an orgasm with a penis, and you're like, why didn't I know that? Because everything we see in movies, in in, right. in porn. He just sticks it in and she's like, oh, I just had an yeah, orgasm. That doesn't happen. Oh, what? That is he not wasn't real. even touching her clit. That's like, what I say. What? I'm like, you are nowhere near anything. That <laughs> did not feel good. I'm always Literally. like, stop. Exactly. So yeah. just know that 
we're not set up for success sexually as women. It's like we constantly feel like I remember like even guys going down to me or like during sex, I'm like staring at the clock. I'm like, okay, he's yeah. going down to me. It's been eight minutes, nine minutes. Right. Why aren't I coming at stress? Like it takes, there's an orgasm gap too because guys come between six and ten minutes. Women are like between 20 and 40 minutes. Uh, so see, why, I didn't know that time. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's true. Put so, that on the fucking, put that in your notes. Women, yeah. do not feel shame that it takes nope. you longer. And that is why men have to understand you need foreplay. We need some teasing. Yeah. We need some kissing. We need some licking. You need to put in work on put her clit time. before she can even get close to having an orgasm. And it's not about pounding away. No, no. Do not pound Please. away. We do not need the pounding. Don't pound. I mean, the jackhammer. No. Nope. Oh, ow. It My vagina hurts. Up. I know. Same. See, like, ow. ow. Please like, stop. Now I've got to, uh. <laughs> Like, just remember that like women are like a slow cooker, right? Like if you warm her up and a man's like a frying pan, like yeah. he walks in, he's like, Alex, you're so hot. Let me yes. go. I've got this erection. 30 the, seconds. Death, but, like... but, but you're like, okay, thanks. Good. Didn't even right. see you walk in. Right. Glad you're here. That's just how it works. And that's and, actually such a good analogy. Like we are the oven. They are a frying yeah, pan. Exactly. And it is, we're on two different timetables. So men need to understand that. And women, you need to understand that and not be stressed to try to be a fucking right? frying pan. Don't be, you'll never then you're be a frying pan. It. You're you'll never it. be a frying pan. So this is the, oh, this is a, going back to the vulva versus yeah. Yes. the vagina is that it, they're not equal so we're told oh sexual organ vagina penis but really it should be penis vulva because yeah. if I'm telling you that 20% of women are not going to orgasm that way but it's going to happen externally the vulva is the exterior part of the vagina it's everything that you see and that is where the magic happens the magic the clitoris has eight thousand nerve endings the penis has four bitches four thousand let's only four thousand half so the clitoris is eight and let me tell you this ready the clitoris is not just the little bulb the clitoris has legs and those legs, Ooh, legs. extend into the labia so the labia the labia oh, so when we're talking about masturbation yes you want to not just go right for the clitoris you want to like stroke your labia inner outer labia that there's clitoral nerves internally that are behind, like you can't see them, but it's about teasing it and stroking and playing with like different hand tapping, circular motion. And then you move, you can move your fingers inside. But for a lot of women, it's just external oh, and really? that's fine too. That there's not so like fine. an inferior orgasm. That is so brilliant too, because I think so many girls are like, okay, yes, you said the clit. So I'm going to go for the clit and you just put the vibrator yeah. in your clit. It's like, girls, no. no. You need no. to form. You need to warm up yourself. Literally foreplay yourself before you get to the clit. Like the clit is the castle, and you're going up to the castle. And first, you're focusing on the what? What, what do you call it? The just know that there's a lot of erectile tissue yes. that goes inside and outside, and it's all connected. And just find where yours are. But yes. first, if you want to go in, like when we're talking about masturbation. Like you're saying, like the best thing is get curious. Like how does everything feel? Because you might find that like teasing yourself, like you're saying before you get to the castle, like what's the (laughs) moat like? Like let's go over the bridge. (laughs) Let's look at the grass. Are there animals? There's a dragon. Like we're going to look. And like you realize like you're teasing your inner thighs. Like you're going up there slowly. And then that part of it is like kind of like an edging for women. It's like you are building towards the orgasm. That might be the part that turns you on. So when you go right for the clit, it's just kind of painful. And so you can explore. I love the mirror thing because here's the other cool thing about a mirror. If you touch yourself and you look, you'll be like, oh, when I start to get aroused, the blood starts to like, it gets engorged. Like your clitoris, the clitoral hood moves back. You're like, oh, Oh. it's hot. Like look at my body. I can see what's happening. 
like, and then I remember telling that to a boyfriend. I was like, well, do you see that? He's like, oh, that's really hot. And then he got into making that happen. Like, get <gasps> Emily, them, wait, that enroll is so them. hot. Enroll the wait, guy. Wait, so did enroll you start? Enroll him into your, like, be like, look, babe, my clitoris, when you touch it, like, it gets swelled and this <gasps> happens. That's because of you. Like, this is how you do it. Oh, yeah. Wait, that is so hot. So you, would you start to, like, touch yourself first and yeah. show him? I'd be like, look, this is what I need. Yeah, because I know he doesn't know. Exactly. And how And how should they? How a should vagina they is so scary to a man. He's so, like, that looks. It's like the Rubik's Cube of life. You're like, I don't fucking know. What that. He's like, I want to do everything to it. I want to make it feel great. I just have nowhere to start. I know right. there's a hole, and I'm just, like, going to try to get in there. But it's not about the hole. It's, it's about the vulva. Exactly. Okay, this is the next big question. Mm. The advice on the varying sex drives in a relationship. Mm. One person is constantly probably going to have a higher sex drive than the other. Exactly. What high desire, low desire. So in every relationship, there is a high desire partner and a low desire partner. Right. So as long as we accept that, like, and okay, I, at the beginning, the honeymoon phase, everyone wants sex all right. the time. Right. But eventually, it sorts itself out. And right. typically, there, and it's not always a man. People, I used to think that too. I went before I had this, you know, career. It was like... Right. Women are frigid. Men want sex all the time. Right. Not no, at all true. No. It's women. It's men. You probably yeah. hear all that. Yep. So knowing that, you just got to work with it because there's always going to be someone and the, the low desire partner has the power right. because they're the gatekeeper to the sex. Right. So they're deciding if it's going to happen or not. If your partner wants it every day and you don't, then you like literally have to negotiate and be like, okay, three and a half times a week. And like, right. uh, maybe, but maybe some other days it's not... It's mutual masturbation, so you both get off. Or it's just a massage, or it's nothing, but like that's okay, but it's setting expectations because if someone wants it every day and you know you don't, that's okay, but when you don't talk about it, then it becomes so tense. Resentment, and it's like what? And so then that can be a really odd dynamic because if you're the one who's always wanting and going after it and your partner's like, no, and then you feel rejected, and then it's this whole really, really bad dynamic. Do you have any advice like for women that like I have a lot of women writing in being like, why am I just like never horny? And like, how do we even? Yeah, I'll tell you. you. Know, okay, yes. Okay, tell so us. listen here, girl. It's it's seriously because we don't understand what turns arousal because we are still equating our arousal to the frying pan. The frying pan walks in, sees hot Alex there at her computer, <laughs> and he's got an erection that's like ginormous. And you're throbbing. like, I was just finishing a fucking email. I didn't see you walk in. You're like, hi. But we oh. men are more um, spontaneous arousal. Right. Like they see you, they're turned on. The majority of women hear this. Write this down. The majority of women are not going to spontaneously be turned aroused. Our job then, again, going back to ourselves, understanding, well, what does get me in the mood? For some women, they're like, well, when he told me I was really hot or he did the dishes, he did this favor for me, he bought me this really cool gift, we were on vacation. Like, figure out all the things that need to happen. What, What, watching porn together, exchanging fantasies. If you have not been having orgasms and your entire sex life has been based on pleasing your partner, I wouldn't want sex either. Yeah. What the hell are you getting out of it? Right. So once you it's like, like a understand, chore. yeah. Once you're like, I'm going to wear that thing that makes me feel sexy. Right. I'm going to masturbate before. I'm going to have my toy charged. I'm going to set the environment that makes me like have a few glasses of wine or one glass, whatever makes you feel. <laughs> get hammered. Like, don't get hammered because no. that doesn't, we think it does, right, but, but mostly no. its inhibitions are gone and then we don't right. remember. We black out. <laughs> But we Absolutely. all think that's good. Black <laughs> sex. But, but sometimes not. a glass of wine does help. Glass of wine. Then it's like your weed, walls Whatever, like a hit, whatever. Yes. Listen, guys, I'm not, I'm just saying find what works for you. But mostly it's in our heads and you don't need any substance. You just need to do a little work to figure out 
what is that? And it's so true. Men are so visual. He can walk in the room and be like, oh my God, Alex, you're wearing those leggings. Yeah. I have the biggest boner. And I'm like, what are those you leggings talking? Those leggings are hot. They, right. okay. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, what? And women, you, that's such an amazing way to look at it. It's like, what turns you on? And okay. I've said on my um, show before, like I literally get turned on when I'm taking nudes, when you're taking pictures of yeah. yourself and you are looking at angles of your body and you're like putting on lingerie yes. or a cute little outfit, like you start to feel hot. Yeah. And then naturally, if you are someone that has figured their self out and you're masturbating and you know what you like and you're taking pictures, all of a sudden, maybe you get on your bed, maybe you start masturbating. Yeah. So if that turns you on, then transitioning that to your sex life. Yes. Okay, yeah. well, if you know he's going to come home soon, why don't you start taking pictures and maybe you send him one and then maybe you start masturbating before Four he gets yes. home. And like, you need to learn what you like and you build up to yes. it. Ah. And role play too. You could even be like, let's let's do something. Let's recreate our first date. Let's yeah. meet at a bar and change names. Like there's so many little things you could Ooh, do. I want to ask you about role play. It's so fun. How so many women are in their heads and they're like, um, sorry, I feel like a fucking weirdo yeah. to be like, babe, like I'm going to pretend to be like your right. little, slave, uh, yeah, slave, whatever. Exactly. And it's like, how do you even initiate turning on that like different part of yourself and having the guy engage in like, what do we say? What do we do? Like, how do you even go you about just it? just kind of get out. Well, first, you, again, it's all talking about it. Like, these are the fun things to be outside the bedroom. Be like, I thought this would be hot. And then you just think like, let's go shopping for costumes or let's just pull something yeah. out of the closet. Like what would be hot? And then it could be awkward at first. It's weird. Every time you yes. try something new, but then you realize something really interesting happens. Once you get past the giggling or yes. it's weird and you keep going, then you're like, I actually am a French maid. Yes. And you actually <laughs> did just get into your room. And what would the French maid do? Yes. What would the schoolgirl do? And then you can just sort of leave yourself yes. And be someone else, and then there's someone else, and then that becomes interesting. Yes. Rather than, I'm fucking the same person, staring at the same ceiling, boring, doing boring. the goddamn yes. thing. So you just kind of realize that sex is funny, messy, weird, all the things. This is my favorite question. <laughs> and Emily, I am ready to hear what you have to say okay. about this. Okay. Everyone in the daddy gang listening, here we go. Number one, can you teach yourself to squirt? Number two, what the fuck is the liquid that comes out when you squirt? What is it? What is going on? Okay. Pretty much you could you could teach yourself to squirt. But I'm not, but I don't want it right. to be like no, a no, set no. you up for failure, no. but it's all internal yep. stimulation. Okay. So it's those internal clitoral nerves. You could do it with a finger, a toy, or a penis. I have to say that it's probably best with a toy or a penis or your partner's fingers if they have like longer hands, whatever, right. longer fingers. Right. First off, it helps to, again, like I said, like have that be aroused, be turned on already. Totally. Have a clitoral organ. Empty your bladder. We'll, we'll address that part after. <laughs> empty your bladder, girls. So so then it's just like a, um, it's a continued penetration into your vagina. And it's in one spot and it's not a, it's sort of a, a going in and out, you know, thrusting and sort of hitting a one spot. And it's also like a little bit slower though. It's not even a fast. It's sort of like a hitting a spot, okay. hitting a spot, slower. And um, and then eventually you can start to speed, speed it up. But it's like a particular area, not a spot. And once you do that, it also helps to be your pubic mound. Oh. Is the area right above the, the mons pubis, right oh above God. your clitoris. I wish I had my vulva puppet. This, right your vulva puppet. I have There's a vulva puppet. I oh do. I should have brought it. Oh my God. I love this. I know. I have to get you one. This it's is like amazing. Right above your... So, 
this area, right, where you're like pubic hair was or okay. is or whatever. Yep. You're pressing on that. And here's what happens. When you press on that area, in addition to the internal stimulation, you are stimulating the internal like clitoral nerves, right. which is what's, or the, the G-spot will just say, is responsible for that kind of release. Because some people can use like a wand vibrator, like a magic wand, and they can squirt that way. Right. And that's because you're stimulating it from the outside. Okay. But for most of us, it's just a practice. It's, it might, again, not going to happen the first time. And I don't ever want to say that, yes, everyone can squirt. But it's also, what, another thing that helps is doing your Kegel exercises. Yes. Strong pelvic floor. Yes. And men can do them too. Mm, just really? Saying. Yes. What? Same way as women. It's those pee-stopping muscles. And they're great for men too who have PE, premature ejaculation, oh. help you last longer. Your pelvic floor muscles are the muscles that are responsible for the contractions in the orgasm. Got it. So if you strengthen them, they're more, you're more likely to have an orgasm. And right. I've found when those muscles are strong, it can help have stronger, what was I just saying? Stronger, like, really, second release, the muscles moving and the release, yes. response. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. For uh, squirting. And so that's how it can happen. And if your muscles, the reason why I say your pelvic floor is strong, because think about it, like that's the releasing. So you're yes. like, you have a stronger muscle to kind of push it out. What are we pushing out that we want to know? Yeah. What is this? So everyone wants to know if it's urine. And first I have to say, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah. Like who really cares? Put a blanket like, down, put a yes. towel down. It doesn't matter. There are traces of urine and it's from the periurethral glands. It's peri- periurethral We have fluids. never used this big of words on Caller Daddy. <laughs> I am and loving this. You know what's so funny is that I actually feel like on my show, I use the basic. It's I, funny, but you're I right. I like jokingly like pee on him and yeah. all everyone's like Alex stop that's fucked up I'm like pee. I don't give a fuck <laughs> well I don't give here's the thing I don't care either if it's pee like people are like oh but it is it has traces of it it's like fluids in there and they've right. done studies they've done there is urine it's it's commingled but I'm kind of like if it feels good and it's a release right and it can be hot throw a towel down like yes. take a sh- do it in the shower yeah oh but that's don't a good get idea. tripped up on it because that's when we're like, oh, it's gross. And I get it. It can be messy. But again, take yeah. it to the floor. Take it to a shower. I love the pushing down on the pubic yes. region. It, um, that is, helps with orgasm too. That's even if amazing. Not sporting. So because... I just found this out because that's what I used to do to orgasm. I was like pressing on it even before the whole squirting thing right. happened. With porn and everything. No one asked about squirting like 10 years ago, but it's porn. So again, yeah, exactly. if you can't squirt, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're fine. And, There's nothing wrong with you. And, and when you squirt... It's not, it's not orgasm necessarily. Yeah. You can orgasm, not squirt, squirt, not orgasm. So when you're pressing on this, it's still, you're still reaching all these clitoral nerves and right. internally you're like, so yeah, try pressing on it next time. And also like having a finger on your clitoris and then pressing down can also help you. I feel like we just covered like, a sex marathon. Literally, we just went through a sex marathon. Emily, whoa. Like, I feel smarter. I feel more confident. I feel horny. I'm ready to go have <laughs> sex. I'm like, let's go. But um, thank you so much for coming on. Plug yourself. Tell us okay. where we can find you. So I have a podcast called Sex with Emily. You can get it on all platforms. It's my 15th year anniversary of it. Oh, Sirius XM. Oh I know. God, that is amazing. Sirius XM, uh, five dates a week, stars 109, Instagram, all the social media, Sex with Emily. Thank you, thank you, thank you thank so you for much having for me, coming sweetie. on. That's it was amazing. so fun. Congrats on all the success. Thank awesome. you. <clears throat> Mike check one two. Mike check one two. Mike check. Chalk. 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 Mike check one two. Chalk. Oh fuck. <laughs> Do not ever DM me that you don't like this motherfucking segment. Because you know what it fucking does to me? You know what it fucking does to me?
It makes me wanna go ten times fucking harder. And when I introduce to you, Gwiz Jones, <laughs> Jones of the motherfucking wake pipe. Oh, Gwiz Jones of the motherfucking wake pipe. Huh. Um, let's get right into it. We've got a daddy gang question right in front of my face, and I'm going to read it for you. Are you guys ready? Great. Okay. Father Cooper, bless my fucking soul and help me. (laughs) I live with three other women on my college campus in our dorm. We're all freshmen, and all these bitches have boyfriends except me. I feel low-key fucking pressured to have a boyfriend, but I'm talking to four guys, and they don't know that. But these pussy-ass men aren't really engaging for my liking. Like, maybe two are up to par, but none of them fully stepping up to bat yet. Do I even need a boyfriend? Am I doing something wrong? I don't fucking know. Please help. Okay, you you do not need a boyfriend. Freshman year of college, if you have a boyfriend, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, it's questionable. I think that every girl I knew that had a boyfriend their freshman year of college, they didn't have that boyfriend very soon after. Like, no one with a boyfriend their freshman year of fucking college they're not even having fucking fun you have the opportunity if anything they're jealous as fuck of you for like having fun and going around if i was you though i would start to venture out and try to find more girlfriends that don't have boyfriends because i could see if all three of them have boyfriends you're gonna start to just be like what am i doing but the minute that you open your eyes to like girls that are also single in college all of a sudden you're gonna be like i genuinely feel bad for my roommates and like i want to help them escape the life of fucking horror that's like straight up like i remember two of my girlfriends in college started freshman year with boyfriends and they always talk about how they look back freshman year and they're so jealous of how we all went even if you're not hooking up with guys just going to parties and having fun you got to venture out and find people that don't have boyfriends and then your poor fucking friends one day one of them is going to crack and be like I need to end my relationship I'm so jealous of your life like please help me and then the other two will follow suit and then all of a sudden they're going to want to be fucking single that's just how college goes but no freshman year fuck that Ooh, this is interesting. Hey, Alex, love the podcast. Recently, I hooked up with a guy and I am 99% positive that he took a video without my permission while I was sucking his dick. I want the video gone, but I don't want to see him again. How do I ask him to delete the video and make sure it's really gone? Love you. Oh, child. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, this is. Oh, fuck. Do you guys remember? Oh, that was so fucking long ago. I will never forget. I had a guy that I was seeing and I was super, super fucking close with. And I was we were both fucked up giving him head. And I was just so drunk, you know, when like I wasn't doing the whole eye contact shit that I preach. Like I was fucking blackout out of my mind. I was just trying to focus on one thing and one thing only the fucking dick. Finally, I finished giving him head and like not an ounce of eye contact. Like literally I, I and it's almost like I didn't even notice I wasn't even giving full eye contact until we're like both passing out. But we ordered Uber Eats and it's taking so long. So he gives me his phone because we're like full blown basically like dating. He gives me his phone because he's like, babe, I'm going to like fall asleep. And I take his phone to go get the Uber Eats. And I don't know why, but I just opened his camera roll probably to seeing this was years ago. I think it was I was literally looking for old girls nudes and I found um I found I the last thing in his fucking camera roll was a picture of me sucking his dick and I was 
mortified and I like walked in the fucking room and threw the phone at him and I was like what the fuck is this and he started crying and he was like I'm sorry like I just don't see you that often and like I just wanted to like remember it and I'm drunk whatever and it was a really it was a really violating experience however I obviously deleted it from his phone and like he was like of course of course you're in a weird predicament sorry that was fucking lengthy but you're in a weird predicament because this asshole you're saying you don't even want to fucking see him again so it's like how do you go about this a part of me almost feels as though I would suck it up and fake want to see him one more time so you can get that motherfucker in person and sit in the room with him and literally get his fucking phone and be like I am literally calling the police open your fucking phone and show me you're deleting this video and I'm not fucking around with you and I'm that fucking crazy I am a fucking crazy psycho bitch and if you don't give me your fucking phone and I want to see you delete it not only from your fucking camera roll but then we need to go into do your deleted and let's delete it from the deleted app let's fucking go I think you go ape shit on his fucking face but first you got to be endearing and cute and sweet get him in person and then out of your fucking mind so my girlfriend of three years just suddenly broke up with me and the excuse was that we were living too far away 50 miles lol and I recently found out that she was soliciting nudes to her ex and talking to him a bunch while we were still dating I also remember her passwords to her Snapchat and Instagram. So like, should I go deeper on this topic? By the way, I haven't logged into either. I'm not that crazy yet. Or should I ghost block and erase her from every social media platform and delete all photos of us or just keep her on social media and try to make her jealous for revenge? Also, side note, side note, the relationship wasn't toxic at all. That is until I found out about the nudes. And now I realize she's worthless to me and she's going to a big party college so I don't have any intentions of getting back with her okay let's just for a minute let's say your name is Josh Josh (laughs) Josh let's just kind of reel it in for a minute if you are saying this girl's worthless to you and you didn't even see a future I do not think it is necessary to put yourself through any more of going through her Instagram and her Snapchat you just found out about the nudes what more do you have to see If anything, that's just going to be twisting the knife harder and you're just going to be like, oh, fuck. And you're going to feel 10 times more shitty, especially because you're saying at the time it wasn't an unhealthy relationship. So if I were you assume, yes, there's probably a shit, (laughs) a shit ton more on the Snapchat, on the Instagram accounts. But what for what? Why are you going to go look at that shit? And it's just going to hurt you more. Anyone listening to this, if you're like, but I didn't even see a future with them then end it in your mind. You got to just walk away from it. Why keep the pain going? Um, And I don't even think I would like block her. Like I think, yeah, unfollow her on social media because you don't want to see her everyday shit. But to block someone is a calculated point to make. And I almost think it's like, she's not even worth it. She's fucking around on you and she's sending nudes to her ex. Like let them be together. Also, what does that say about her? Because if it is her ex, it was an ex for a reason. Now she's going back. So like good luck to them. But like, I think you just, you walk away. Because this also kind of, this ties into another question. Someone was like, I just got out of a three-year relationship and I unfollowed him on Instagram because I have no desire to see his face again. But should I block him or is it good for him to see me still? Unsure. See, this is the shit. I think it's more painful to the other person if you don't block them. Like unfollow, obviously the person, but like, if you don't have to block them, like if he wasn't crazy or she wasn't crazy and she's trying to like ruin your life, obviously then you're going to block them. But for the most part, I kind of think like, let him, let him or her 
let them like look you up occasionally like let them be in pain while you move on like I think it's better to sometimes not block them because it's like no what look at my face (laughs) look at this smile that I just posted on my fucking Instagram I'm happy Hey, daddy. Last year, I got out of a super toxic relationship and I met someone new. He was hot, older and everything I didn't have in my last relationship. After six months, although it could it couldn't have been better. I didn't make time for him. Two months later, he got a girlfriend and was texting me, telling me how he's not over me. I told him to figure his shit out, but eventually I started entertaining him, sending him nudes. We got to talking about getting back together. He hasn't left her, but I think he would. It's just because he doesn't know if I would make time for him again. What would daddy do? All right, here's the thing. I think you need to figure out what you want. You're like, and I told him to figure it out. No, I think you need to figure out what you want. You guys have this great connection, but he's scared because you just never make time for him and you don't make an effort. Well, are you going to do it now? Like, think about it. What is the point of entertaining this guy? Do you just want him because you can't have him right now? Trust me, I'm not being judgy. I have had a lot of guys where... I like them way more when all of a sudden I see that they've kind of moved on and then I'm like, oh, I want you again. But I've gotten mature enough as with age that I've learned like, okay, now walk yourself through the situation. And that's what my favorite thing to do. Let's all walk through it together. Hold hands. Daddy gang. Hello. Let's walk through this. Okay. He has a new girlfriend. Okay. So now let's pretend he's single. What is going to be different than the last time when you didn't make time for him? Do you really like this guy? Or is it more of a game to you and it's fun? Because not that, listen, you can do whatever you want, but to not be an asshole, my advice would be like, don't make him break up with his girl. And then all of a sudden it's like round two and you're doing, pulling the same shit. Like, cause like, that's not fucking cute. If he leaves her, are you going to be happy? Or are you going to be like, fuck, <laughs> wait, fuck, get back with her. I don't even have time. I just like texting you when you have a girlfriend. All right, let's do one more. I know this has been a little bit of a long episode, but hopefully you guys don't hate me for it. You're like, Alex, we're so sick of your voice. Please, please exit stage left. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) One more. Um, Okay. This girl says, hi, single father. Thank you for all you've done for my sex life. Hope you can help me out again. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two years and I want to try something new. I want to surprise him by waking him up with head for a middle of the night. Fuck. Normally, I just ask if he's into it, but I want to completely catch him off guard. Creepy? Question mark. Hot? Question mark. Do I start sucking his soft dick while he's asleep? Question mark. Thank you for all that you do for the daddy gang. Love you lots. Okay, this is just honestly a question that fills my soul (laughs) with joy. In the past, I have said that the surprise blowjob is one that will truly take a man from being, even if he's not in love, to in love. If he's in love, he's like, baby, let's get married tonight. Um, There's nothing better. Here's the thing also, though. I don't want people coming for me being like, that is literally sexual assault and you can't just go ahead and just start sucking a man's dick. If it is your boyfriend, fucking do it. Here's what you fucking do. Yes, you start sucking his soft dick. But I think what you can do is when a man is asleep, you can kind of put your hand down there and just start rubbing his dick. Like, I know it's going to be soft and it feels maybe weird for like two seconds. But usually when they're asleep, they don't even subconsciously know it. But all of a sudden, their penis will go from six to midnight and it will be an amazing opportunity. And then you literally put your head down there and you start sucking. Um, Have I sucked a soft penis hard? Yes. 
is it the most rewarding, fulfilling feeling in the world when you be like, I did that? Like, he didn't even fully do- I did that from start to fucking finish. It's an amazing feeling. So, Daddy, if I were you and you're in a two-year relationship and you are like this with your boyfriend where you want to spice shit up, absolutely duck under the fucking covers, put the little soft wean in your fucking mouth, pop it in there like it's a fucking gumball, and go to town, sweetheart. There is no shame in the fucking dick game inside of your mouth and you sucking the soul out of it. All right, Daddy fucking gang. That is it for this week, folks. I mean... The personal growth. I hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys feel a little healthier. Emily was amazing to just have on. I think um, we were able to hit some topics that I personally, you know, sometimes you're all like, Alex, we don't really, we kind of listen more for the comedic aspect of it than the actual advice. Totally fair. Totally fair. I can respect that. Um, do I agree? Eh, but I respect it. Um, Daddy Gang, I love you guys. Go follow me on Instagram. It's Alexandra Cooper. Go follow Call Her Daddy on Instagram. And I hope you guys have a great fucking Wednesday. It's always a great day when it's Wednesday. Also, let me know what you guys want for comedy content. You know, you slide in. You let me know what you big dogs want. And I will fucking try to make it happen. You guys know the motherfucking drill. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Daddy gang, summer of Dash Pass is back and better than ever with five weeks of deals and exclusive items that you can only get on DoorDash. Now through July 24th, you can enjoy savings at restaurants, grocery stores, retail shops, and more. You'll also get access to member-only deals on hot wings, ice cream, and everything in between. Plus, get the best deals and exclusive items from your favorite brands like Taco Bell, Popeyes, and Ulta Beauty. So order on DoorDash and save big during Summer of Dash Pass. Sign up today. Dash Pass benefits apply only to eligible orders. Terms apply.